our guest today is we, can't we start like that. Well, I just I'm I'm getting to I'm getting to it. Okay, okay. getting to it. Um, our rising signs are each other's Chiron signs. We figured that out the other week. Oh where, wow! Yeah, so it's kind of interesting with like working on a team together, where we have like these little insecurities that will like just speak to each other and the other person's like are you kidding this is like great and it's that like she has Virgo rising I have Virgo Chiron and then Auburn has Chiron and Leo Leo rising obviously so it's a cool balance wow we're just exposing you right out the gate Auburn Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's like, <laughs> let's talk about not just her Saturn return, but also her deepest wound. Right. <laughs> and isn't it just one and the same at the end of the day? Oh, yeah. Oh, it really is. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So tell us, tell us the big three. Give us a little lay of the land here. So I am sun in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. I am Virgo rising and a Sagittarius moon. Mm. Oh my gosh, you're so fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. I tend to think so myself. <laughs> loving that, loving that. And, and what about, yeah, go ahead. My Saturn is actually only one degree away from my sun in the sixth. So I have Saturn mm. at nine degrees Aquarius and my sun at 10 degrees Aquarius. Mm. And what's your, give us the three other personal, what's your Mercury, Mars, Venus? So my Mercury is actually in Aquarius, but Mars and Venus are both in Capricorn. Okay. Mm. <laughs> We're I'm, just like getting the I'm, feel. Yeah. I'm technically, uh, you know, Mercury ruled since I'm a Virgo rising, but good Lord, am I Saturn ruled. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How fitting for today's mm-hmm. episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Want to be friends? <laughs> sure yeah absolutely <laughs> welcome to the fifth element a podcast for people seeking intimate connection with their innermost self through holistic healing cosmic consciousness and radical rebirth we hope each episode is an opportunity for listeners to join the collective journey towards intuition and integration Well, Auburn, we are very happy to have you here today sharing your Saturn return wisdom with us and your astrological insight. Um, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to our audience, letting us letting them know who you are and um, if they do have astrological um, astrological knowledge, they already got kind of a feel from all of that um, birth chart revealing, but tell us who you are. <laughs> Sure. So my name is Auburn Lily. Um, I'm both an astrologer, a healer, and I also do psychic readings. Um, So kind of a melting pot over here of offerings. Um, I, yeah, my, in general, my work is just focused on unveiling the most authentic self. So through a lot of different modalities and methods that just resonate with each seeker who comes and is drawn to my energy and my wisdom. So kind of very eclectic, very fun. Often sessions kind of turn into, uh, yeah, just like an eclectic meld of all of these different methodologies. And that's what I find the most fun. So I live in Asheville, North Carolina. I've been living here since uh, 2009. 
And um, that's kind of when I started my spiritual journey. So really started getting into meditation and then crystals and then astral projection and lucid dreaming and then astrology. And it just kind of all snowballed from there. Um, yeah, I've been working with astrology on my own since about 2017, but in a more professional manner since 2020. So exciting. Amazing. Was it living in a place like Asheville that brought you to this work? Or was that like a path that you were on? What were you doing before then? Yeah. So, I mean, before then I was a child, I moved here when I was only 17. So I was just kind of doing the growing up thing. Um, but when I was a kid, everyone in my family, both on my mom's side and my dad's side, believed that my dad's grandmother, so my great grandmother, was psychic. So I grew up in a household where all of the adults were like, yes, absolutely, this is true. Not only is it possible to be psychic, but someone who, who is related to you is psychic. So it kind of opened this door at a very young age for me that's like, wow, everyone I love and respect and everyone who sets rules for me says this is a thing. Yeah. Um, so that must mean it's true. And um, so I kind of had that door kicked down at a young age, uh, veil lifted, so to speak. Um, but I didn't really do anything with that. I mean, I had like weird premonitions. I was a very weird child. I mean, uh, Aquarius son, I was, you know, into all of relatable, weird, yeah, relatable content. <laughs> and, yeah, and all of these like very weird concepts, wanted to ask weird questions, you know, just strange off the beaten path things I wanted to know. But it, yeah, it wasn't really until I moved here that I really kind of dug into that. Um, I have always had really, really vivid dreams. Um, so for a long time, I identified it as a dream witch. Um, and then it kind of grew from there. Um, yeah. So I do think that being in Asheville definitely impacted that path for me. I mean, the, the mountains here are so magical. And uh, e even if you just look at the crystalline content of these mountains, they're highly unique, not to mention it's like the second oldest mountain range in the entire world. And it actually connects to a mountain range in Europe. So really wild once you start looking into... <laughs> the background of uh, the Appalachian Mountains, for sure. Oh. Yeah, from when the continents were smooshed together, Pangea vibes. Pangea. It, the Caledonian Mountains connect to, oh so the Appalachian Mountains go from like the Southern United States up into Canada, mm -hmm. and then they continue as the Caledonian Mountains in Western Europe. Yay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's really awesome wow yeah so speaking of mountains um we have some Ooh, strong capricorn <laughs> placements on this pod right now <laughs> um and one of the most common astrology questions from listeners around our age is usually uh, about the saturn return mm -hmm. people have usually heard of it if not they've heard of it in terms of like a quarter life crisis or like a midlife crisis. And we've been wanting to have someone on the pod for a while who can speak to it, speak to the experience of the sun return as they're going through, through it and also speak to it just from an astrological standpoint, like what, what can we expect? What is happening? Keely and I will be going through our sun return 
um, next year when, when Saturn enters Pisces. So it's going to be a bit different for everybody, obviously, depending on their individual chart, but I'd love to hear, um, yeah, your sort of astrological insight about what to expect. What is Saturn? What is a Saturn return? Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, Saturn, if we had to sum him up in like a little epithet, I would call him grandfather destiny. He is this like wise elder guiding force and kind of for the most part, like depending on, you know, if you're a Capricorn or an Aquarius rising, you definitely have this like Saturnian influence in general. But until your Saturn return, often Saturn kind of takes a back seat. I mean, there are a few Saturn transits leading up to your uh Saturn return, like an opposition or a square that you might feel some of that Saturnian pressure. Um, but it's not really until that first Saturn return hits that he's really a strong guiding force in your life. Um, Saturn rules a uh, like self-restricting boundary. Um, it's how we create our rule book for life. And um, it really determines um, our life direction in some ways, um, the way that we govern ourselves. And oftentimes the Saturn return feels like the way that we are governed, maybe not even the way that we are governing, governing ourselves, um, but kind of leaning into where Saturn is in your chart, both what sign it's in and what house it's in can kind of give you a preview of the ways you might be guided. Um, so thinking about your Saturn return before it arrives, I think is a really incredible way to prepare yourself and to feel into what areas of life may be transformed during this transit. I like to think that during a Saturn return, most of the actions that are happening are realigning you to be on track, so to speak, realigning you to be really in flow with what you're meant to do here, you know, and what you're meant to embody and what you're meant to represent. Saturn in a lot of ways shows the way that we are like role models to others, the way that we are elders in and of ourselves. Um, and to do that justice, to do Saturn justice in our charts, we have to be aligned with the ideals of where our Saturn is living in our chart, right? So when Saturn journeys back around to be on top of where it was when we were born, that's what a Saturn return is, happens about like 29 and a half years old um, on average. This is a time that those aspects of ourselves are lit up. There's no denying whether or not we're living in alignment. It's kind of a ready or not, we're going for it. Ready or not, we're cutting ties with people who are holding us back. We're cutting ties with, um, you know, maybe professions that are holding us back. We are full force going for it. So I think that the first I kind of think leading up to the exactness of your Saturn return is a can be a lot of falling away depending on how you've been living your life and how you've been 
aligning with that Saturnian purpose. Um, and then once that kind of starts to happen, we're freed up to receive opportunities that are thoroughly and beautifully aligned for us. Um, so I think one of the best things to kind of hold on to during the Saturn return is this deep trust in what Saturn has planned for us. Um, because resisting those shifts only kind of creates more chaos. So I would say I'm, I am not here to say that my Saturn return has been like super gentle because I knew exactly la da da. Like there are still things that were like hard to let go of, like a hundred percent difficult, but it's whether or not you resist those changes and the way that you flow from there. And so these changes come up and we can, we can choose to kind of grip onto them and resist. And that makes a Saturn return like a lot more chaotic. And I think that that's like in human nature to kind of grasp onto things that we love and things that we've worked for. Um, but the magic of a Saturn return is kind of like, you know, letting go and, and allowing and seeing what beautiful things come to fill the void that a Saturn return kind of creates in some instances. So, yeah. An awesome explanation makes me think of, we've been talking about like leaning into the polarity of two different signs. And when you were talking about like gripping versus flowing, just thought of mm -hmm. Capricorn and Cancer, like leaning into that like ocean wave surrender, which again, like all this beautiful imagery and it doesn't mean that it's easy. I love that distinction too of yeah. um, people on the cusp of 30, even if they don't know it's their sudden return, you often see they're going through like these changes in their life of like stepping into becoming an adult. Like, oh my gosh, I'm 30. That means you know, that's like a decade of adulting things. I feel like people are just kind of maturing later and later, which is another topic, but um, you definitely see that resistance to like leaving that period of the twenties and like the adolescence and all of that. Yeah. I think about too, that mention of, of mountains and Pangea and like the way that our world has been shaped geographically by water like forcibly against rock and stone and land and you know it's not an easy thing but how powerful something so gentle and flowing and beautiful can be when we allow it to like run its course um and all the like shape that comes from that so that's like a really powerful metaphor for me in thinking about yeah Saturn return in the way that you described it mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so beautiful where so where is Saturn in your particular chart which house is it in so my Saturn is in the sixth house okay so um, do you want to give like I said, one degree from my son got it okay so do you want to give like themes of the sixth house in so far as you understand them and then maybe like maybe it'd be interesting I don't know if you thought about this before your Saturn return but did you have an expectation of like oh Saturn return to my sixth house this is what that's going to look like versus what so, it's actually looked like. I honestly feel like houses were one of the last things that I like fully wrapped my awareness around. Um, I had a strong understanding of that my Saturn was in Aquarius, 
um, for years leading up. And honestly, one of the things that I kept repeating, and this is something that happened during my Saturn return, is my engagement ended. Um, and it wasn't something that I did. It was something that happened to, like, happened kind of out of my control, so to speak, in the way that as much as anything can be out of your control, right? And um, I always said, I am so nervous that that's what my Saturn return is going to be. So I had some inkling from the time that I learned what a Saturn return was, that that was going to be something that came up for me. And it, when I learned kind of more about the houses, which is sixth house is a lot about um, wellness and health and um, and then I kind of realized that, uh, like a lot of times if you just Google like sixth house, like, oh yeah, the house of health, but it's also the house of Virgo, which is about sovereignty. And it wasn't until that I kind of realized that that's what was going on. Um, I almost interrupted myself. I'm going to continue my thing <laughs> on sovereignty. So <laughs> my Saturn return was it has very much been rooted in this exploration of what does it mean to be sovereign and and how do I become independent this person that I was with for so long I was with him since I was 21 so I spent all the majority of my 20s uh with him adulting with him and it was almost like Saturn was like, okay, but what does it mean for you to adult on your own? How do you, how does Auburn do this on her own in this really strong and sovereign way? Because I was calling in sovereignty nonstop in all of my magical workings. Um, so what's already being led by Saturn in the sixth house in a big way, I just didn't quite realize what the ramifications of that would be until they were at my feet. Um, but the other portion of this is um, wellness. And just, I had no idea how much more um, control isn't the right word, but how much more freedom I would have with my mental health. That's not even how I'm meaning to say it. I didn't even realize how much living with another person was impacting my mental health prior to moving out and being on my own. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like realizing, like coming out of fight or flight for the first time in my entire life, which is not his fault. Like this extends into childhood, you know, coming out of fight or flight for the first time, I got super exhausted, right? Like as is common, super honored when my body needed to rest. And then now I'm in this space of like, feeling actual peace and feeling actual, like, I don't know, like, yeah, sovereignty. I've said it probably like 800 times by now, but this real sense of stillness and this real sense of belonging to myself. And I think that's very on brand for a Saturn return in the sixth house. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, and like heightened by, you were saying Virgo is the sign of sovereignty, this woman who belongs to, like, to herself, the virgin, but also being a Virgo rising, like having that being the theme of your whole chart, your whole existence, ruling the first house of identity, like what a, what a gift 
to have mm-hmm. Saturn, your Saturn return in the sixth house to be like showing yeah. you and reflecting those themes of self back to you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not to mention my North node is in Capricorn, which is Saturn ruled. Wow. So I'm literally built for the Saturn return. Wow. <laughs> it's very, it's been very interesting in the stages that it's kind of like unveiled itself to me. Um, very interesting for sure. Did you ever think in the midst of going through that breakup that, or, you know, separation that you would get to a place where you really felt peace? Like, was it turmoil or yeah, was it like tumultuous in the middle of it to the point where you were like, I don't know what it's going to look like on the other side? I think at first, for sure. I mean, because it wasn't just losing a relationship. We lived together. I mean, the house was in his name. Both of our cars were in his name. I couldn't find anywhere to bring the chickens. Like, so much of my identity. Just Dashville things. (laughs) Yeah, just casual (laughs) casual farm girl things. Um, I, I, I didn't even realize or respect or acknowledge how much of my identity was tied up in this relationship how it because it didn't feel like it didn't feel oppressive it didn't feel like anything had been taken from me it was just so much of myself and my well-being uh like a hello shelter (laughs) was tied up in Mm -hmm. this relationship working Mm -hmm. and um so at first there was I mean at first I you know I have a panic disorder Mm -hmm. as well so at first it was like whoosh like so much emotion I have no idea what I'm going to do and then I you know had some conversations with like family um had conversations with friends and I was like okay it's not that I'm being overdramatic. It's just that also I have this under control. And then also stilled myself in realizing that something like this happening during a Saturn return isn't going to ruin my life. It's going to align it. And kind of in those moments of like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Reminding myself that the point of a Saturn return is not to destroy, right? It's to align, it's to guide it in the correct direction. Um, And so that almost made it difficult in its own respect, you know, Mm -hmm. to realize, oh, wow, I'm being guided away from this because it's what I'm supposed to do. Ow. But also, thank God, you know. Mm. So, yeah, it was, it was very, it's very interesting to have an awareness of. Um, it, it was very interesting to have an awareness of what a Saturn return truly means and to have that in my heart before my Saturn return started mm-hmm. um, because it made some things easier and then it made like that emotional aspect of it like oh wow this person that I love so much just really isn't meant to be in my life in this way was like its own kind of thing but yeah centering in that idea of Saturn is here to guide not to destroy my life mm-hmm. <laughs> even when it feels like it even when it feels like crisis it's actually like life-giving medicine mm. wow and I feel like that paradigm shift is so 
so important. We were kind of talking about this um, on our episode about Mercury retrograde and how it's like, stop villainizing Mercury. Like this is just a call to awareness or, you know, remembering all these things. But I think of so many people who go through this time, like 29, 30, 31, and it's like their midlife crisis, right? And it's like, it is if you think it's like the be all and end all, like there's no recovering, there's no coming out on the other side, but having this framework of it's a Saturn return that is, you know, purging away the things that aren't, haven't been serving you on the road to reaching your North node destiny. Um, And so having that and keeping that perspective in mind, I feel like would be so much more helpful for people who like go through difficult things you know, I mean, this is the time when people have like a lot of career shifts or relationship changes, or they get married or they get divorced or, you know, all these things. And so it can seem really overwhelming, but Saturn is there as this like support system in whatever may be going on. So thank you for naming that piece of it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for reflecting that in such an eloquent way. (laughs) Capricorn moon. Um, Um, Did you, being an astrologer and knowing this was coming, did you do anything intentionally to prepare for it? I don't, I don't, I mean, in the way of just trying my best to release control, I suppose, um, leading up to it, um, calming my nervous system, trying to, you know, calm my very, perfectionistic and analytical Virgo rising self to kind of release the reins a little bit sure but I kind of went into it with the mentality of um this is going to be exactly what it is and exactly what it's supposed to be so I didn't want to I do a lot of magic um I think first and foremost I didn't really name this very outright in my introduction but I think first and foremost if I was going to go with one label it would be witch right So I didn't want to do any sort of like magic surrounding my Saturn return because it felt wrong. Uh, (laughs) The whole purpose of a Saturn return is to be guided, not to guide. Um, So I just tried to drop into that state of, um, yeah, being able to, to, allowing myself to be guided, which does not come naturally to me, so... It's really making me think of the Capricorn cancer axis and even thinking about like the divine mother who I think of as the cancer energy and the divine father, which is, you know, more similar to this Capricorn and how, how different the nurturing is from both of those archetypes. Um, And even biologically, like the difference in nurturing and attachment between a mother and baby versus a father and baby. Um, it's not fully thought out yet, but it makes so much sense in this, like this guiding versus this, the antidote to like withstanding that of this, like really nurturing and caring and letting yourself trust, which is more of that, like motherly energy that I feel. Um, and just like, I love what you said about letting yourself like be guided and like not trying to control anything during this time, which is, I feel, I wonder, and maybe one day we'll have like an archive of all these stories, but like, what did Saturn returns look like for people who just gripped so hard? And I guess they're just maybe not 
fully living into potential in the mo in this moment um maybe you know just staying in that really tight grip but wow the growth and the maturity and the abundance that you can experience just like because the transit is happening like not even you doing all the like self-growth and self-development and things and magic and utilizing everything just letting life literally bring you through these rites of passage um is so I'm like so excited now mine's happening in my eighth house so I'm like mm. <laughs> I know mine's in the ninth so I'm like either I'm gonna go get a PhD abroad or join a cult like either way <laughs> excited Oh, Either I'm gonna yeah. have a baby or like die, <laughs> <laughs> or like get a big inheritance. Or okay, okay, loving that, loving that. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> Which means uh, someone else has to die, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, to Emily's point about you know what kind of happens to people who grip or um you know in, just in the way of like fleshing out this archetype a bit more because I think my story is not like unique unique in the sense that like I don't think anybody else is doing it this way but unique in the sense that I think most people in the world at large don't really recognize what a Saturn return is they just identify this time in their life as a time of great change um but I know someone who kind of didn't make changes during their Saturn return and I and viewing it from that perspective, they were a Saturn and Capricorn. So right before me. And what I kind of realized is that uh, Saturn, Saturn return is almost like exit ramp to get you back onto, like you're on the wrong highway, right? Maybe, maybe you're on the right highway. Congratulations. <laughs> but oftentimes I think we're headed and sometimes headed in maybe slightly the wrong direction. And we need to take this exit we need to, we need to cut ourselves off from this direction that we're headed in. People who really fight their way through that transit might miss the exit, right? And then it's like, when is their next cosmic opportunity to, to circle back around and make that change? I don't know. Um, this person that I'm thinking of, I'm not going to name names or name how I know them. Um, I know that they still haven't done that. And we're almost to Saturn and Pisces at this point is kind of how I feel. So they've almost made it through another Saturn transit still really gripping. And the result for them has been catastrophic. I mean, I think that they represent like the exact opposite kind of, of the way that I moved through this transit. And I have so much deep compassion for what they're going through but it has been just chaos after chaos after chaos, even with Saturn out of their um, natal Saturn sign. So I think that really speaks to it. And I didn't realize it, Emily, until you were saying what you were saying. I was like, wow, actually I have witnessed that in someone and it's not great. So I definitely recommend going with the flow <laughs> because wow. Coming from a Virgo rising, Mars, what you say, Mars Capricorn Mars and North Node Capricorn. Capricorn. Yeah. So go with the flow. She would not yeah. say that. Lightly. <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I have Mars, Venus, Uranus, Neptune, and my North Node in Capricorn. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. We love a stellium. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Ben, where's yeah. Jupiter? Yeah. Uh, Virgo. Wow. Mm. Made okay. me think as you were talking, like I got the image of, I don't know why I didn't think about this before, but like being able to work with Saturn, just like you were saying at the beginning, like really following the transits and leaning into like surrendering in that area of life. And I was connecting it with um, my seventh house this, you know, these past couple of years. And Keely and I have talked about like what we thought that was going to look like with this big focus in Jupiter, Saturn, or, um, you know, the great conjunction in Aquarius and then like Saturn being in Aquarius and me being like, oh my gosh, this is going to be all about like relationships for me. I'm going to have so many boyfriends, like whatever. (laughs) And then it was like, oh, I'm maturing in relationship times like a thousand, which meant did not mean that I was having these mature relationships, quite the opposite. Like I was actually learning maturity through experiences that you know, we're like chaotic and like forcing me to grow. So that's just, I, it's something we talk about all the times and and all the time in terms of astrology and that, like, it's so different than what you think, but then you look back and you're like, oh, of course, that's how that theme was taught to me. Like, of course, that's how I had to grow. But at least for me, I always have the, the mindset that it's going to be like, oh, relationship year, maturity and relationships. I'm going to have very mature, amazing relationships. Mm not exactly. (laughs) So I love, yeah, I love hearing, hearing how it actually plays out. And I think it allows for so much more grace too, when things don't look exactly how you think that it's going to look and more trust to be like, this is exactly what needs to happen right now, even though it's not what I thought was going to happen. Absolutely. So we've talked about, um, how the Saturn return plays out in different areas of life, depending on what house you have Saturn located in. But collectively, everyone who's going through their Saturn return and has been for a little while now, it's been happening in the sign of Aquarius. And then Emily and I, what's happening in Pisces. So it's like a really kind of collective thing that's happening, um, which plays out differently for people, depending on the house that they have Aquarius ruling. But what, how can people use the energies or archetypes of the sign that Um, their Saturn is in to also inform this time? Yeah. So I think that I've been kind of thinking about that, like while we've been on the call, because a lot of the themes of my Saturn return haven't necessarily been super Aquarian in nature. They've been really looped into the house. And I didn't really realize that until, uh, today when I was kind of explaining my Saturn return I was like what aspect of this is innately Aquarian right and I think the answer to that probably is my views on it like the way that I'm intellectualizing and conceptualizing my relationship with Saturn is rather Aquarian Um, but I think that uh, Saturn in a sign really rules like an age right Um, so like these years, there's a lot of, um, a lot of like information, uh, I almost want to use the word like war. Like if we look at the dates, um, of Saturn and Aquarius, it's March 21st, 2020, which is like right after the shutdown in the United States. 
through July 1st, 2020, Saturn was in Aquarius. And then things here, at least in North Carolina, opened back up. And then Saturn moves back into Aquarius December 17th, 2020, now through March 7th of next year. So there was like a lot of information circul circulating during this time, a lot of questioning like, what sources can I trust? What sources are true? What should I believe? And I think the result of that is a lot of people really taking um, responsibility, accountability for their own belief systems. So in a lot of ways, I think that this Saturn and Aquarius transit has um, kind of created a lot of uh, free thinking in people who might not have been super inclined to be that way before. And some people are uh, like on my side of the fence and some people are not on my side of the fence, but they're still doing this tremendous amount of free thinking. And, you know, Aquarius is also a sign of disruption being also not just ruled by Saturn, but also being ruled by Uranus. This is a sign that is challenging the status quo, challenging structures. Um, so it's kind of interesting because it's a Saturn ruled sign, which kind of upholds structure. And then Uranus is like, but let's also blow it to pieces. And I think that Saturn or Aquarius is very much about a new way of structure, um, a, a better kind of structure. I think Pisces is, uh, you know, a bit more dreamy in that same direction. But I think that both Aquarius and Pisces kind of work together to hold this ideal vision of the world. And I think a lot of people during this time, at least a lot of the people that I know are like, the world is crazy. I might as well live my dreams. And I think that's been very much a Saturn and Aquarius theme from what I've witnessed. And so in a lot of ways, I have embodied that, but I attribute that less to my Saturn return and more to Saturn just being in Aquarius. I think that the structural shifts in my life are happening because it's my Saturn return. But even if I had Saturn in another sign, I think that I would be moving into this kind of like, what are what are my ideals? What are um, ways that I can structure my life to support that? You know, with um, you know the year twenty twenty, a lot of people started working from home, and they realized, wow, I get to escape this paradigm of the nine to five desk job. And a lot of people didn't go back, and they're like owning that for themselves. And I see that very much as a theme. For Saturn and Aquarius. And then we move into Saturn and Pisces. And I think it will be really interesting to see the ways that turns a little bit more dreamy, the way that that turns like a little bit more, um, you know, like I associate Pisces with like very like utopian ideals. And I think that, um, I don't know, I'm coming into this, like just working on things for, um, Virginia Rosenberg, and just reading a couple of the things that she's written lately, I see the way that it's extending into not just like, it's like intergenerational shift to like self-sovereignty, to um, sustainability with the North Node and Taurus specifically is what I'm thinking about, like during this time. 
and with Saturn and Pisces, I feel like there's an opportunity for there to be more like communal living scenarios, you know, people like really living into, and I think, you know, Keely, you were like, I might join a cult. You really might. <laughs> the Saturn and Pisces, you know, like what, join one, what start is, one. What's, what's the difference? <laughs> who knows? Right. So it's like, um, yeah, living more deeply into those ideals, living more deeply into those dreams and having this time of Saturn and Aquarius kind of do the work, do the work of Uranus as well um, to kind of set, hopefully set Saturn and Pisces up for a more easeful time collectively, right? To live into those streams. Wow, that was such a great explanation. Thank you. Um, Oh, I was thinking about the concept of like people who gripped versus people who surrendered in terms of the Saturn Aquarius collective themes, like people just like never before were gripping so hard to their beliefs, like in the face of everything else, like for in whatever, whatever their beliefs were, not just even talking about one set of people, but um, I mean, on the pod, we do talk about like one set in particular, like people that were just like, you know, this is the way that it is. And there's no room for what you were describing, kind of like the people that maybe went with the flow of things of like the free thinking and the critical thinking, the asking questions and just kind of like this new era that we were embarking upon and people that were like no like we need it to stay the same versus all right let's adapt let's see where this newness is taking us and also if I can welcome that revolution and that disruption in my mind what that looked like for people and I know the people that like I talk to on a daily basis and who are in my life a lot of them are like 2020 was a great year for me not in terms of obviously like emotional collective trauma, what was happening, but like the shifts that they were able to make in their life, they were like, wait, this is actually amazing. This is actually in line with my ideals. I can start my business. I can um, be home with my kids more. I had the opportunity to look deeper at my values or my relationships or whatever. So that's just such a like obvious example of like the themes that you're describing of this sort of divide of people within that, you know, that first time Saturn entered Aquarius, you can just see it so clearly with what happened. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Auburn, do you have um, thoughts about like maybe other than like the apparent difference of like ages and like stages of life, but like, I don't know, the, the differences between like your first Saturn return versus like your second and maybe even your third. Yeah, I mean, hopefully during your second Saturn return, you're carrying with you the lessons from the first, right? And I think that it's kind of like initiating you into a new stage in life, you mm -hmm. know? So if you're looking at around 30 for your first Saturn return, you're looking at around 60 for your second. And for a lot of people, that's time a time where we might be shifting out of like a grind, 
you know, we might be shifting out of the workforce, we might be slowing down in some ways. For some people, that's not the case. Um, but uh, the way that we influence the world around us shifts um, at that age. And so uh, I think that where the first Saturn return is more kind of bringing us out of like almost like childhood, out adolescence, like this like young adult, very, I don't mean like childish, like I don't look at my 28 year old self and be like, oh, I was so childish, but kind of like this rite of passage into true adulthood, you know? Whereas this next Saturn return is more about like, okay, you've been doing this for a long time and now you almost get to uh, rest in some ways. It's almost like turning a responsibility over to another generation, hopefully, right? Uh, you know, so like uh, kind of being it's almost being initiated into an elder is like what's coming through in this way. So maybe you're not the one that's out there like doing all of this work. Like maybe you're not the one like generating the energy, doing the labor, but you're maybe you're in a state of like uh, guidance, even on a small scale or a large scale, specifically thinking about like Saturn and Aquarius coming back around. Um, carries very, I mean, really all the late signs carry that energy. So Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, I see them very much as like the elders of the Zodiac. They're the final sign in each element. You know, they carry the wisdom of all the signs that came before them. So these last four signs are in a sense, like the most informed about the journey of the other signs. So like looking at these like Saturn moving through those signs, definitely like an initiation as elder, as um, as wise person, you know? And um, yeah, I think, you know, for some people that can be just as dramatic of a Saturn return. Um, but, you know, a lot of uh, the people that I've just been able to witness in my own life move through like those ages, uh, sometimes there's a health crisis because they've not been taking care of themselves. Um, sometimes, but I, but I see it less about like, uh, for the most part, I've witnessed it as less about interpersonal, uh, relationships and more of the body. Um, and yeah, so like, it's, it's the age where we see people, you know, having like heart condition or, you know, um, maybe they have a tumor that they need to get checked out or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so leading into that second Saturn return, really being, I mean, especially with my Saturn being in the sixth house, I feel like I'm speaking directly to myself, need to be aware of moving into that time frame of like, you know, really taking care of the body, really taking care of yourself. Um, because Saturn is kind of a, Saturn, I feel like, has a little bit of like, shock value like it's not it's not like super dramatic and flamboyant um but it is like i'm gonna force you to deal with this um I feel like i'm gonna Saturn, put it right like, in front of you it, it like smacks you with like a ruler like it's that nut yes. it's like yes. stop it <laughs> exactly it's, it's very stern 
Yeah. Which is so Capricorn. So obviously. So Capricorn. I love like seeing the and reflecting on the themes for you. Like obviously we don't know what your next Saturn return will hold, but if it is, you know, in that realm of health, of course, being in your sixth house, it's so interesting that this first Saturn return was getting you to a place where you could feel like, oh, what does health and peace actually feel like in my body for the first time? And now that's your barometer going forward. Um, and you can kind of see, you know, the trajectory of what might have been if you were in fight or flight unknowingly for the next 30 years of your life. That's totally like a recipe for a heart condition or a mental health issue or just like a total 100%. Yeah, like that's when when you were talking about heart conditions I was just thinking like that's like the the age that most men have heart attacks like they mm-hmm. kind of stop working or they're coming to the end of their like peak career and they're like wait what is my life now and the stress and coupled with the relaxation that might come from like a retirement type that they've never had before is usually what, you know, the most common time for like men to have heart attacks, which I always think is so interesting. Um, but that's really cool to see, to see the themes and how to me, it brings me peace to be like, Oh, there's such a, there's a plan every step of the way. It's not just like transit by transit. Like the transits are actually working together and like guiding you. And it really is all about, you know, even if you don't even know these transits are happening, but just your relationship to life and what comes your way. And are you in restriction? Um, and I was going to ask you earlier, like, do you feel different in your body on the other side of the Saturn return, but also just coming out of that relationship or coming out of that living situation? Like, how did that impact your sixth house physical body and like how you, how you feel? Yeah, I mean, well, at the beginning of my Saturn return, I actually, this could be an overshare, I don't know, but I actually have uh, struggled with an eating disorder since I was a teenager. And so at the very beginning of my Saturn return, I was actually like, it that brought all of that back up for me. And I actually struggled again. Um, I hadn't had a real issue with it in, I mean, years and years, like probably since my early 20s, I think probably since like 2014, I hadn't really struggled in that way that I did Um, around, when was it? Like March, 2021. So I guess it wasn't super early in the transit. Like it had already been in Aquarius for a little bit and moved back out of it and come back in. But regardless, um, I did struggle with it Um, and then, and, and it was weird because it wasn't even in like the same way that it had been before. It wasn't in a way of like trying to control my body in any way. It was almost just like a weird response to like what was going on around me. And it was just like this, it was like a reflex. It was like, well, this is what I do in these circumstances. And I kind of had to like work my way out of it, um, in, in like a new and enlightened way during this Saturn return. And then now being on the other side of the breakup. So like that was during a time where like, it was kind of like rough 
in the relationship and I was feeling like, oh God, this is totally going to happen. And um, then like living on my own, there was a challenge in like, in that sovereignty of like, uh, really taking care of myself and being the only person that I needed to feed and being the only person that had to cue me to be hungry. You know, um, I was very used to living with someone who was like, are you hungry? You know, whether or not I was the one supplying the food, there was somebody else around to kind of like cue that for me. And so it was very much a, um, had to really like take responsibility for my own health and well-being in that way. And so absolutely that was a journey. And now just feeling like, um, like really moved into a state of like intuitive eating and eating things that like really excite me and things that I like really, really love and feel really good. Um, like a really prime example of this is I was actually talking with my ex last night and uh, cause like, we are like good friends now, question mark. I don't really know what's happening, but it's during the Saturn return. So I trust it. And <laughs> anyway. Also during Mercury <laughs> shadow period. That is Potentially. true. Well, you know, what's so weird is we actually hadn't seen each other in so long. And then we wound up completely by accident, hanging out on the one year anniversary of us breaking up. So strange. <laughs> so things. weird. Relatable content. Um, <laughs> but anyway, my, my initial point was intuitive eating. So last night I, I was, I've been having like stomach issues, like the last um, little bit. And I realized it's because of a medicine that I've been taking. So I stopped taking the medicine, whatever. Yesterday, my stomach was just feeling still a little unsettled. And I was like, for some reason, the only thing I want to eat right now is pickles. And I was like, something in my brain is like pickles are going to make your stomach feel better. And I was saying this to him and I was like, don't you think this is kind of dumb? And he was like, no, I mean, it tracks, right? Like, I believe you. And then I decided to Google it and the vinegar in pickles really does settle your stomach. And I wasn't operating from a state of wisdom of like, oh, vinegar is good for your stomach. I was like, pickles are the only thing that I feel like I can digest right now. And it was real. It's so, <laughs> so I real. Moved into this, yes. So I moved into this state of like, not even on it from a place of like research and acquiring wisdom, which is the way that I'm inclined to do things as a Sagittarius moon and Aquarius sun. I'm very much like, give me all of the textbooks, you know? Um, but moving into this state of like actual intuition with my body has mm. been really interesting. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. And like the fruits of a sixth house Saturn return Seriously. too, just that like connection with the body and like interacting with it and being in relationship with it in a sovereign intuitive way in your daily life and activities mm-hmm. in your daily work, all these things. As soon as you said you were a Virgo rising with a Saturn return in the sixth house I was going to ask how your digestion has been throughout Mm, this time uh well hopefully it's about to get much better (laughs) any other transits you can speak to or give examples to or anything else you want to share in regards to Saturn or really anything anything else you just have so much wisdom because you're on the almost on the other side um I don't know. I, I'm really looking forward to see, um, to experience the 
Saturn in Pisces and also Saturn in Aries because Pisces is the the Saturn in Pisces chapter is like closing a journey for Saturn with Pisces being the final um, sign in the zodiac. So these next two, I'm really looking forward to witnessing on the very tail end of my first Saturn return to be able to witness what it's like to see Saturn close a cycle uh, and then open one. I'm really interested mm -hmm. to see like what those lessons carry, not just for myself, but also the people with those natal placements. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I think that's a little bit of like my Sagittarian mind poking out. I'm like, I want to know how it went for you. Please report back. Like I'm over here trying to conduct clinical studies of like, please tell me what your experience was um, on a scale of one to 10. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how good was every day? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, really interesting. And those, those transits will take us all the way through 2028. Um, is when uh, Saturn in Aries ends. So I think I'll be intrigued for quite some time. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you can, are you taking clients? Can people work with you? Where can people find your this work? This is so great. Yeah, so um, you can find everything that I offer on auburnlily.com. And I do offer um, astrological readings, oracle readings. Um, I also have a ritual shop that has some custom ritual work that you can purchase. I also sell crystals. Um, but I think, you know, if you've listened this far in the podcast, you're clearly interested in astrology. And if you are going through your Saturn return or you have a Saturn return coming up, um, it's a great time to kind of dig into um, that wisdom and really look into what those themes might hold for you in your Saturn return, whether you're Saturn in Pisces, Saturn in Aries, or even Saturn in Taurus. It's never too early to kind mm -hmm. of dig into your chart and look at, you know, the realms that will be influenced by this really transformative transit. Um, so yeah, all of that can be found on my website. And I'm also on social media. Pretty much everything is at Auburn Lily. So awesome. Thank you so much, Auburn. This is so amazing. Yeah. <laughs>